Welcome to Ride the Wave podcast, presented by the Center for Spiritual Living West Hawaii, whose vision is to contribute to an emerging world by supporting humanity's awareness of its spiritual connection. We hope you enjoy the following message. Well, aloha, everyone. Oh, Theta, my goodness, uh, you made me emotional. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of hard to reclaim yourself when you just allow yourself to surrender into spirit, isn't it? Uh, yes, so let's just all take a beautiful breath and hopefully you'll stay in the energy of that meditation and that beautiful song. Um, so I wanted just to um, tell you that CSL West Hawaii, you know, like all CSL uh, centers, Centers for Sp Spiritual Living, um, are here to help us apply uh, practical spirituality in our everyday lives. And of course, we do this on many teachers, uh, wise words and the ages of the sages. But primarily, we exist here uh, to share the teachings of Dr. Ernest Holmes, which are the science of mind and spirit teachings. Now, Dr. Holmes summarizes his teachings as the Correlation of the laws of science and the op opinions of philosophy and revelations of world religions as applied to human needs and aspirations. And that's the key. We have a saying here, uh, treat, or uh, that comes from mind treatment that we do to heal our own mind. Treat and move our feet. And uh, both are imperative. Uh, to change our reality and keep it changed. You know, I found over the years that uh, as I study and I practice, uh, my, my practice is my study at this point, um, I learned to be more humble um, and more in awe of the vast power for good within me, us, and the world. Um, and I I do understand. Um, I know I forget sometimes that um, we're here to walk each other home, and really that's all that's important at the end of the day. You know, that we teach by how we live, and that how we live becomes our <clears throat> sacred prayer. So today I've chosen to address our theme, From Me to We, from the perspective of love in action. <clears throat> now, it's not a unusual topic or title, to be sure, but I think all of us are at depth, still grappling with what that is to look like, um, love moving out from us and love moving out from others to us. You know, as we practice the art and nuance of learning to live from our true nature as love, we experience its complexities, especially in the face of what we judge as someone or something as outside the infinite field of potentiality. You know, I think it's in these moments, which are often defining moments, uh, because we stand at the crossroads of being solely interfacing, and in doing so, stop our light from moving out and blessing another. In order to understand love, of course, we know that we need to be that, fill ourselves with love, love ourselves, 
and um, and then allow that to naturally, organically move out from us uh, as how we treat each other. But oftentimes on the spiritual path, we're so interfacing that it is about me, 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 right? Because we say there's only one person in the room, there's only one of us, and it's ours to do. It's not about the other, it's about us. And so that kind of message or principle can be very confusing as we as we intend to break through that cocoon that Theta was talking about, singing about, and just allow our love to, to just spill out, right? Sometimes it's messy, but doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? Ah, putting love into action, of course, creates new awareness and new challenges. For what we're really doing is letting go of the lesser, which means um, the ego self, that which we have become very good at controlling and keeping, you know, a kind of a lid on, to take on the greater, letting go of the lesser to take on the greater, which is the calling of our soul, right? To be the love, to be our true nature. Um, and, you know, when we do this, personal experience, I found that I make decisions for the highest and best of me, which always includes, never excludes the highest and best for others. We see that the oneness in a spiritual sense obligates us to care for each other and all creation while being fully aware of what is ours and what is not ours. Love in action is spiritually based in inherent oneness, acceptance and inclusion and humanly shown through compassion and discernment. You know, this way we affirm that life does it through us and, and as us and not to us, which we sometimes can feel um, that it happens that way. So, you know, as we set the intention and nurture the seed of love in action to move out our love into action, change happens. And as we embrace the changes, have you noticed synergism happens? right? An unrealized potential of me and of the other is creatively set in motion, which automatically binds us. Now, as we listen more to our intuition with the expansive power and potential of love instead of attachment, our decision-making is so much more effective. You know, you can't relate, right, when you're attached as well, um, as you can when you're just loving, right? Just accepting. Because when we're attached, we're actually affirming our separation from the object of our attention. <clears throat> I've read many times, you know, um, well, Brené Brown talks about it, feel the fear and do it anyway, right? When we become that thing itself, in other words, the thing itself, not meaning the object, but the thing itself, the nature of God, the nature of love, and with it, the concept of perfection, whole and completeness, which is used to define the spiritual pattern in all of nature, that nature is experienced 
in our relative relationships, right? As within, energetically, so we experience without. Now, having said this, what will it really take for us to believe we are the nature of love? We are whole, perfect, and complete, just the way we are. So that we can own that idea that says, I am enough just because I exist. You know, I was thinking about this and I got kind of silly. And I thought, well, perhaps it's going to take a spoonful of sugar and a very large dollop of faith mixed gently, gently with mental resolve to use my ego only as an informant for my soul, for my highest good. Now, I know when I, and I know that you know, when you are given to strive, trying to attain or earn your rightful stripes as a human being, yet all the while feeling the hunger of discovering your true nature and its unlimited potential of expression. So just imagine if we stopped that trajectory and lived not as if it may happen one day, right? when we get it right, but what if we lived as the energy of what it is we want to feel when we're fully expressed? What if we just lived that right now? Dr. Ernest Holmes states, actively advance your faith by your moving largely in the highest truth as your truth. Create each thought and intend each action from a fearless, selfless, and poised position. As spiritual students, we have already agreed to the experience expansion of our consciousness and perspective and the challenge or challenges and excitement of growth. We've already agreed to that. You know, and this this is makes me think of Black History Month in as February every year. And you know, we're also at the at this moment halfway through the 64-day season for nonviolence. And I think about it more in February than I do in any other time of year, I have to confess. But it's where I am focused on honoring those who demonstrated love and action without the same kind of inner focus as we, the spiritual seekers, often remain stuck in, right? Denying our responsibility to our universal family sometimes. Yet we all have an independent rebel spirit, you know? like Jesus, Martin Luther, Dalai Lama, you know, all who were demonstrating that letting go of the lesser, the ego self to take on the greater. They did the work of God at any cost, often putting their bodies on the line. They got their hands dirty, you know, rejecting an easier path only to be able to live with themselves and in the grace of God. And these people like you and me, were not proselytizers, but simply lived their beliefs actively, bravely, boldly, and in many cases, uh, downright radically. From uh, Brahmin, light rights leaders, to Buddhist gay liberationists, to the Muslim founder of the Association of the Women of Afghanistan, and the Sante Sioux indigenous rights activists, you know, we're, we're made of that stuff, you and me. 
You know, we're made of the stuff that can make a difference in our own lives and therefore in the lives of others. Holmes, and I quote stated, man does not exist for the purpose of making an impression upon his environment. He does exist to express himself in and through his environment. Now there's a great difference here. To me, I interpret that as we needn't be so fixed on leaving a legacy. All that means anything while we live is that we live. Now, I'm not suggesting that we need to attend a picket line. I would, I personally am not of that persuasion or drop our entire lives to move to India to serve, unless of course that is what calls to us. But nevertheless, we are spiritual activists devoted to the high watch of our understanding and growing in our practice of leading our lives through expressing life from this purpose. I think the most pulpitating, 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 where am I? Pulpitating quality that motivates um, the expression of, of purpose is love. Speak the truth in love relentlessly, said Gandhi. Don't give up, for that in itself is an act of violence. That's quite a statement. When you don't come from love or speak love relentlessly, you are contributing on some level to an act of violence or separation. Let's look at that. Violence is a hard word. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to share with you um, a story of an evangelical Christian gay rights activist named Rev. Mel White that demonstrates love in action. Uh, Rev. Mel was a successful ghost writer, but constantly wrestling with the angels. He was living a lie as he continued to write until he could no longer deny that he himself was an accessory, accessory sorry, to fueling the gay hate crimes in America. Now on one Sunday, he took a stand. And on that same Sunday, he was cut off from the life he had known. Um, he wrote some news that he wanted to write, sent it to the media. And he also continued to write an autobiographical bestseller. And in this, his purpose was clear when he spoke about loving thine enemy. Was his purpose in teaching love thine enemy for their sake? And here was the twist, no. It was for his sake, for the sake of the truth he believed in. You see, we can't love actively, compassionately, truly, naturally, purely, if we, if our belief system isn't fully ingrained in the energy of that love. Again, inner work for outer expression. So I ask you this question, what is it in your lives that you have kept secret? What is it that is actively stopping you from the place of faith and joy in spirits guiding and supporting love? So that's an inner question.
right? What is it that you believe about yourself that causes the rebel, that spiritual rebel or activist that you are, or newly expressed truth within you? Um, what is it that causes that to be seen in the light of a civil disobedience, right? Rather than a divine obedience. You know, because often when we look at new ways of expressing love, you know, we're meager, right? We're cautious. We put a little toe in. That's pretty natural. But but sometimes overarching unconsciously is this idea that it won't be accepted. It doesn't fit in. It doesn't match, right? What the masses believe. What the, But it also separates us from what we truly believe. So maybe we're, we can look at love and action as divine obedience and not think about how it will land or be attached to how it might land in the level of society. So I think, where do we begin? You know, it's always the question, okay, great. There's a, those are a lot of words, great theory. So how do I begin this? Well, you know, as we begin anything by setting right action in motion, you know, take a step today in being um, being kind of a rebel to your own common ground of thoughts. So challenge your own belief systems. Ask more questions, right? And move more towards the light of fire in your own cause of being, right? Your own purpose of being. Live through your brave heart and share your truth. Open the doors to live like you have only dreamed possible before. So from me to we, from me to we, can you be willing to give your life as you know it for a greater existence? There's a, there's a handful, right? Can you be willing to give your life as you know it for an even greater existence? Holmes reminds us that we can demonstrate in our lives only at our ability to know, and we can only know through our personal experience. So he summarizes that idea by saying, demonstrate, demonstration precedes experience or knowledge, right? So we have to prove it to ourselves first, and we have to prove it by becoming it, not just knowing it, but by becoming the energy of it. We use a form of affirmative prayer. You all probably have your own methods uh, of coming into that beautiful, sweet space of the allness of life, of nature, where you don't feel any resistance or conflicts, but you feel a sweet sense of peace, right? Where everything is okay. And we, and we use a form primarily called spiritual mind treatment or affirmative prayer. We do it because it's not an, uh, it's an active, not a passive uh, spiritual practice when it comes to changing the reality of our lives. <clears throat> and it asks us to be a rebel in thought. Again, to see ourselves in the present as God's channel of light. You know, the greatest possibility which we must see in mind before we take to the streets and hold someone's heart or hand. Right. I'm sure that all of us have felt the sting of ridicule from others or worse, from our own repetitive self-judgment when we 
uh, have made a decision not to act. You know, in retrospect, we're good at that, right? Oh, gosh. I had the opportunity. If I'd only said that in the moment, not a should have, but, you know, it does happen to us, right? But it's okay. We're learning. We're growing. You observe that. You know, you might want to journal about it. You might want to try to write down how things could have turned out differently in your experience had you said something or done something just as an exercise. You know, helping yourself move forward, taking a bigger step the next time, right? Speaking more of your truth, standing more in your own truth. You know, but standing still um, is a good thing too. And there's a time for that. Standing still can pose similar and different challenges as taking action can, if our motivation for either is not grounded in love. There you go. Pema Chodron, some of you may know of her, American Buddhist nun and Tibetan meditation master, wrote in a book, The Places That Scare You, fabulous book, and it's all about meeting her enemy. enemy. And she begins by sharing with us that on this path of spiritual activist or warrior, we must train in the practice of clarity, seeing things, the real enemy, that we'd prefer to deny. And she labels these things, the real enemy, like our judgments, our arrogance, our pettiness. Not sins, but temporarily or temporary workable habits of mind. That being our real enemy. And she says, as our courage and commitment moves us forward, we are encouraged to look into the baggage we carry on our spiritual paths. And in doing so, we see that much of it is just not needed anymore, right? So as we open to express our lives as our true nature, being love, we become the faith-based activists of our own lives. We step into our own spiritual authority. We feel empowered. Setting in motion our brave hearts and our rebel spirits, you know, our cause is made manifest through our expression, our intended actions, our devotion to the high watch, and we... You know, like the Velveteen Rabbit, may secure some scar tissue along the way, you know, um, but we're made real. And as you know, the story goes, and once made real, we can never be ugly to ourselves. Again, nor can we be lonely or empty or dependent. The privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. Life itself is without meaning, you know. Um, it, we bring meaning to it, right? And we do it by being alive because being alive is the voice of the beloved, right? So we are called to joyfully participate in the joys and sorrows of the world. We can't change what is outside of us in its mess on the level of condition in which it's happening, but we can embrace its inherent perfection for God is everywhere present, meaning the potential of new life is everywhere present. There is no place God or infinite creative potential is not. So our job is to straighten out our own lives, to bring ourselves into conscious harmony with both the spiritual laws of this universe and its unbound loving givingness. So I'm inviting you to join the continuing exploration of From Me to We 
uh, next week, which is our last talk uh, of the month on this subject. It's in person with Reverend Libby O'Day, and she will conclude uh, the exploration with her topic, Love is All There Is. Thanks for listening, everyone, today. Wishing you a blessed week. Uh, Malamapono. Thanks for listening. We hope we have brought something of meaning to your day. For information on classes, events, and spiritual support, you can find us at cslwh.org. That is cslwh.org. Blessings on your week.